Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. We've been talking about the comforter, and we've been really um, pushing in this thing, and I want to kind of recap some of this stuff because I think it's big. I want you to go with me to John 14, 26. And I like what John 14, 26 says because it explains to me and you about the comforter. John 14, 26. I want to read this. You can find this all throughout the Bible. It says, um, he calls him the comforter. Amen. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Benefit and bring all things to your remembrance. Benefit. Whatsoever I have said to you. So comforter, right? That's a blessing. But he's going to do what? Teach me all things. Bring all things to my remembrance. Okay. Now we talked about this intercession ministry. We talked about how God is sympathetic to your needs. We talked about how God, God, God kind of um, is leading us. We have a great high priest that continually makes, um, basically on our behalf, he, he's our advocate. He makes intercession for us before the throne of God continually and forever. Today I want to talk to you about this. And I really like this. In John 14, 16, Jesus said this. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Now, I want you to kind of pull that in. I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. We're talking about the comforter, and this is what it is. You see in John 14, 26, John 15, 26, and John 16, 7, he explains about Jesus being the comforter to describe the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We see the word comforter continually. That Greek word is a compound word, okay, parakilos, or parakletos, right, goes together. And what does that mean? It is the Holy Spirit has been sent to come alongside us and help us navigate through life. That is what you got to realize. When he's saying comforter, he's saying this. This word parakletos in the Greek means this. He's called alongside to help you navigate through your life. Comforter like that word. One of the words in comforter that we use is this. It means to beckon or call. That's what we're doing. When he said he was called, meaning this, he's called alongside of you to aid you and help you. That's his job. That's his calling. Amen? It's a calling that carries the sense of a strategic purpose with a specific intent and concrete direction. Let's say that again. That word entails this. So God, through the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life, is adding strategic purpose, specific intent, and concrete direction. Okay? That's important for you to see that. So this is big. Okay, it is 
Paul speaks about it throughout the Gospels. It was the divine ministry. Jesus talks about it. Everybody talks about it. It was the divine reason and purpose for Jesus Christ sending the Holy Spirit so he could what? So that he can let you understand the strategic purposes of heaven, the specific intent of heaven, and the concrete direction from heaven for your life. Now, that's what God's job is doing through the ministry of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis for me and you. This is why fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit is so important because where you do not continue fellowshipping with the Spirit of God, you affect your relationship with God, and that's not what we want. I don't want you to be void of direction. How many of you know we need strategic understanding? Okay? So here's what we need um, to understand. One of the... um, intentions of the word is the idea of summoning an individual to come forth or to do something very specific. Now, that's all in the word comforter. Is that okay? This is what it does. So you said, like, the, the word, um, that's like kalo, right? And then you got parakletos, and then these words break out of this. So what does this mean? So I don't want to get into all that because I don't even understand that. I don't want to be all fancy with all that. What I want you to get is this. The Holy Spirit, this is what you got to glean from these words because they mean something more than we understand. Like, he's a comforter. What does that mean? You know, I throw a comforter on my bed for crying out loud. What does that mean? I don't even know what a comforter is. And it's not comforting like, you know, I got a grandma that's really comforting. That's not what we're talking about. Human, human, um, human aspiration has never met the criteria or character of God. Doesn't happen. What you see humanly has nothing to do with God's level of, of intent. So don't try to tell me you're going to see it in the natural. You can't. So you got to get this spiritually. So when we see the word Holy Spirit, comforter, that word comforter carries this, okay? Carries the idea for the Holy Spirit in your life that he has been summoned forth and called to an individual to do something very specific, okay? Now, I want you to get that. So God has, what, summoned forth the Holy Spirit to do something very specific in your life on a constant basis, okay? Isn't that good news to know? So simply understanding that, when Jesus came and said, hey, I'm gonna send you to Comforter, God has called the Holy Spirit to do a specific work, and this calling has given the Holy Spirit purpose and direction, and it has given him his job description, okay, in your life. What is the calling of the Holy Spirit from God's perspective, and then what does he do in my life? So like, okay, Jesus says, hey, it's good for me to go. It's going to be great for you to have this Holy Ghost. I'm leaving. Peace out. You guys have a good time with him. And he leaves. God goes, man, this is going to be great for you. Well, what was his purpose? What was he saying? I, it's, I'm going to leave. I'm going to send you another comforter who comes from my father. This is God and Jesus' idea, okay? When he said it's good for me to go, right, he said another comforter, which means Jesus was the original comforter of mankind. Now, here comes the Holy Spirit that could be living inside of you. Watch this. He's called, what was his calling? So what is the calling that God Almighty has given the Holy Spirit to the life of the believer? 
Want to know? He is called to be your helper in this world. That is his chief purpose and responsibility. That is what he's called to do. It's really, really, really awesome. And it's really, really important. So think about this. His job is to what? Help me. So here we go. Ready? I got like a couple things here. I want you to just, I want you to just pull in about what this means. Okay? So here it is. Number one, number one, I'm going to give you three little subtopics that kind of break this down. So you could just come away with like, this is what he does. Like six months from now, you're going to be like, this is what he does. This is what God does. Okay. The Holy Spirit is so close to you that he lives in you. But this is what I want to do. He is close to you. Write that down. What do you mean he's close to me? I'm going to explain it. Just remember, he's close to you. Sometimes I think we think God's like 900 million miles away. Like, what do we do? We go, oh, God, like God's up in the cloud. No, God lives inside of you through the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, God Almighty and Jesus are in heaven, but he gave us the Holy Spirit so he could be indwelling heaven on earth. So the Holy Spirit is close to you, okay? He indwells us. You find that in Ephesians, okay? Let's look at Ephesians. We're gonna look at Ephesians 1.13. So Ephesians 1 and 13 says this. We trust God. You're gonna see this in a minute. So the Holy Spirit is close by us. He's so close, he lives inside of you, okay? Look what it says here in 13. In whom you also trusted, After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. He said you were sealed with the seal of what? Promise. I like that. How about you? Don't you like that? I mean, that's good news, ain't it? Somebody said, praise the Lord. That's good news. You want to know why it's good news? It's good news because, praise be to God, I'm not alone in this life. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's big. Because what happens is sometimes you and me don't realize how important that is um, because, man, we're, you know, we're sealed. Sealed forever. Look at this. Come over here. You're going to like this scripture, too. I like this scripture. I wanted to add this to this. I know we talked about this, but this is important. Go with me over here. You know, you know, even when you see the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts coming in like a mighty Russian wind, you understand that his ministry has been changed forever. Okay, so let's go to 1 Corinthians 3.16. 1 Corinthians 3.16. And he explains it a little bit more. And then we're going to go look at a couple of scriptures that are going to help you. So 1 Corinthians 3.16. And I think this is probably, don't you know or know ye not that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. That's the Holy Spirit. Okay? You're the temple now where God's Spirit resides. I know you know that, but isn't that good news? So you're the walking church. Okay? The Spirit of God dwells in me and dwells in you, and that's why it's so important. Okay? Now look at 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Okay, it's important. Write these down. Just look them over. You kind of meditate in them a little bit. You know what I mean? Just get familiar with them. You don't have to memorize them. What? Know ye not, he's talking to you now, that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. So he's telling you the Holy Ghost is in you, 
which you received from God, and you are not your own. Look at verse 20. For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God's. That's big, right? But look at, look at, look at 1 Corinthians six nineteen. What? Know ye not, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God. You're not your own. See that right there? So your body is a temple of the living God. So why is God close to you? Because he lives in you. Can you pull that in? I think that's big. I, I, I think that's life-changing because when you start understanding, man, my body is a temple of the living God, I don't have to be asking myself where God is. God lives in me. You just have to become familiar with God who lives in you. Okay? That's why when Jesus keeps referring to the Holy Spirit as the comforter, he was trying to get me and you to understand. He was specifically referring to a practical relationship with the Holy Spirit that we can experience on a daily basis. Okay? We don't need to beg. We don't need to plead. We don't need to fight and struggle. Because why? He is alongside of me. He is where? He is in me. Okay? Write this down. Two, this is why he's here. This is his plan this is his purpose. This is his calling. Okay? So the Holy Spirit is so close to me, alongside of me, he lives in me. Here's what the Holy Spirit's calling is. His plan, his purpose. Just like you got a job, just like you have a title. Just like maybe you work at the bank and you're like the bank president. You have a title. Maybe you work here. Maybe you work there. I don't know where you work. But you have this job description. You fulfill a job description when you go to work. The Holy Spirit, just like men and women are called to the ministry, just like people receive a specific calling, right? He has one. Well, what is it? We talked about this, okay? He's called to come alongside each believer at all times. That is his job. This means the Holy Spirit, when you're in your lowest points, when you're in seasons of despair, he's with you when things are going great, He's with you when you go to bed at night. He's with you when you get up in the morning. He doesn't leave you. He's living within you, and he's alongside you. We like to say it like this. I have the spirit within me, and then the spirit comes upon me. And that, that's twofold. That's basically meaning he's alongside of me. He's within me. Now, how's that happen? That's a miracle, man. You can't figure this out. Don't try to figure it out. Just know he's there. Build confidence. Build your confidence not in believing that, oh, how do I, just believe, build your confidence and that's the miracle of salvation. He's in you. So don't, don't try to like figure it out, just go with it. You know what I mean? It's like having it in the car and going, like looking for something and it's in the car and you try to figure out, well, how to get in the car? Who cares? Is that what you're looking for? It's in the car. Just know you got it and go. Right? Listen to this. He's with you when you go through Everything you go through throughout your entire day, he's with you through what? When he's, he's with you when you pray. He's with you when you don't pray. He's with you when you behave maturely. He's with you when you go through immaturity. He's with you good. He's with you bad. He's with you when you're cussing, and he's with you when you're blessing. He ain't leaving, man. He is with you when you go. I'm telling you, he's with you when you go to work. He's with you at the movies. He's with you at church. He's hanging out with you and your girlfriend. Oh, come on. Everywhere you go, he's with you. Remember back in like the, the 90s or whatever it was, we had, used to have those bracelets, what would Jesus do? 
You know, like Jesus was with you. And my buddy used to have this Jesus thing. You ever see those pictures of Jesus that he follows you around the house? And my buddy had this, just like, I don't know what it was. It looked like, you know, like those pictures that are like 3D. They, they go back in the picture frame. And like, if you look over here, it looks like the Jesus is following you. My buddy had one of those. It was so funny. It was hanging on the wall. And it looked like if you went all the way over here, Jesus still saw you. And you went all the way over here, Jesus still saw you. You know, one time I was goofing around. I was like, man, everywhere you go, Jesus is following you, you know. And we used to have those bracelets. What would Jesus do? Well, he wouldn't be doing a lot of things some people are doing. But you understand what I'm saying. It was a consciousness that he's with you everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You have to build this God consciousness of Jesus being with you everywhere, every day, doing life with you. That's why you're not not alone. Now, here's another big thing. Write this down, okay? So maybe we could just say it like quicker, right? The Holy Spirit is inside of me and all around me. The Holy Spirit has a calling and a purpose to help me. And most of all, three, the Holy Spirit has a job assignment. I like that. I like that terminology. He's got a job, man. He ain't just, this is what's big. Now, this is a really good factor for us to understand. If he has an assignment, Okay, on your job, if you had a job description and you had a job assignment, okay, would you, would you, can you deviate from the assignment and expect to be rewarded? No. Right? So say you go, um, say you got a job. You go job description. All right, here we go, man. Today we're going to be, you know, a heavy equipment operator, whatever. I don't know where I get this from, right? So you fill out the job description. You say, okay, great. And you show up on a job site. And instead of getting in the thing and running a heavy equipment, you're over there, you know, building frames and trying to frame a house. They're not going to pay you for framing houses. They're trying to pay you to go run equipment. But I don't want to run equipment. I want to go do what I want to go do. That's not your job assignment. You should have signed up for that job. So you can only get rewarded for what your assignment is. So let's just say this. The Holy Spirit works for God. So how is the Holy Spirit? He is God, but he works for God in the person of what he does. That'd be like Jesus saying, I'm not doing this. You've got a choice not to do it, but this is your thing. You've got to come and die for the sin of the world, Jesus. He told you in the garden, he said, I don't want to do it, but I know I got to. The Holy Spirit will not disobey his job description no matter what. What's his job? To help me. Okay. So he's going to lead me out of sin. That's what he's trying to do. You know what your problem is? And my problem is we don't cooperate with the helper. And then we wonder why we're struggling in life. So check this out. The helper, this is big. Now the Holy Spirit's been, you know, he convicts you of sin. Now he just reminds you of truth and he's trying to lead you away from sin. So check this out. Every struggle that every person is having out there, addiction, uh, um, whether it's lust, Anger, fear, whatever it is, negative, positive, good, bad, whatever it is you're going through, this is what the Holy Spirit's job is. He is trying to navigate me and you away from sin. Did anybody pull that in? I really want you to get that. Did you catch that? (laughs) Man, that thing just got me. He's like in there going, so right, so you're getting ready to go and do this thing and the Holy Spirit's in you and you kind of know, man, I shouldn't really get ready to do that. He's trying to say, hey, don't go that way, but you could do whatever you want to do because you got a free will, but I'm trying to get you not to go that way. So he's really trying to, his job assignment is to keep me away from sin. He's my professional spiritual bodyguard. 
Man, you ain't never heard that before. The Holy Spirit is my spiritual bodyguard protecting me from danger. Somebody needs to tweet that. Come on. He's my spiritual bodyguard trying to stop me and you from danger. Ain't that good? We should have, we're going to put, you know what we need to do? We need to like have like a little mini thing filming us and we could take clips out of this while we're doing it. I could just take a break. I, you want to know what I really want to do? This is what we've got to figure this out. I'm talking to Grant and talking to you guys at the same time. I want to get a big screen with everybody's face on it. You know, like how they do that? And we could all just like do it interactively. That was so cool, man. And then you could have me like in your living room, like really animated. And you can ask me questions or whatever we do. It would be great. We're going to do it. So the Holy Spirit, write that down so we remember. The Holy Spirit is your spiritual bodyguard keeping me. You ever think of that? Like, you know, like you ever watch, you ever watch like TV? Like, no, we can't go that way because it's not safe. We can't do this because it's not safe. He's inside of you going, hey, let's not go there because that's not safe. Hey, let's not go down that road. That ain't the road you want to be on. So if you're battling like addiction and you checked in with the bodyguard, he'd give you, and now watch this, check this out. This stuff is good, man. We're going to clip, make clips of this because kids need to hear this because young people think, well, God's kind of jerky. You know, it's do that, can't do this, don't do that. No, here's what it is. The Holy Spirit is a spiritual bodyguard in you going, hey, look, if you're battling addiction or you got stuff or you got lusts or you got temptations or just anger or you're going down the wrong road, maybe you made a right decision, but it's the wrong decision for you, right? He's trying to lead you. He's your spiritual bodyguard. I love it. I call the Holy Spirit. Hey, Liz, listen to this. I'm calling the Holy Spirit. Roxanne, you're going to love this. I'm filming right now. I'm calling the Holy Spirit your spiritual bodyguard, keeping you from making bad decisions in your life. I love it. We're filming. It's great. It's all interactive. He's your spiritual bodyguard. I love this, right? He's trying to keep me from going down a bad road. He's trying to keep me from making bad decisions. He's trying to keep me and you from doing the wrong thing and making bad choices. Why are we not checking in? You know why? Because you want to do what you want to do, and that's not good for you. It's not good for you. And then check this out. You want to see something really cool? So watch this. He's your spiritual bodyguard trying to lead you, trying to guard you, trying to help you for making bad decisions. And then if you yield to his knowing, he gives you the strength to say no. So you go, man, I really want to go down this road. He's like, look, man, that's not a good place for you. That's not a good decision. So let's say, and then you go, okay, I'll do what you want me to do. No. The minute you said no, he gives you the strength to walk out no. Because he's the helper. He's God giving you things. That's where grace kicks in. He gives me the grace. The Holy Spirit gives you grace. He is the dispenser of grace. He's like a best dispenser of grace. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Where do I come up with this stuff? The Holy Spirit is the Pez dispenser of grace. He's got no problem with it. He likes it. Because like, you know, because like, you know, he is. He just dispenses it. You need it. It's like kind of like you need something, take it. It's like, take it. Just take it. Because you don't have the strength to do it. I really want to go down that road, man. I got a desire for it. You ever have temptation for it? Like, I really want to go. And he's like, look, man, that might not turn out good. We shouldn't go that way. Now watch this. He's like a spiritual bodyguard, a spiritual parent. Have you Remember when your mommy told you not to go ride your bike in the street? Come on, man. She was a big, you know, come on, ma. My kids come to me, dad, let me do this. No, 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 no. Why? Because I see the danger in the decision. And when you see the danger in people's decisions that's not healthy, you're trying to not, you're not being a jerk. You're just trying to love people. Like, 
Man, don't go that way. Well, you don't want me to do anything fun. No, I don't want you to hurt yourself, man. I don't want nothing bad to happen to you. Pastor, and I get this all the time. I'm in love. You're in love? What do you mean you're in love? I'm in love. We're in love. All right, well, just set these safeguards up so love doesn't turn to lust, and lust doesn't turn into sin, and sin doesn't turn into death. That's the Bible, okay? So let's make sure love lasts forever. And I get it. And nobody wants to hear that person. Nobody wants that person in their life when they want what they want. You know, it's funny. I went the other week, right? I had Pastor Liz. Pastor Liz wasn't around to keep me supervised doing something. And I was really proud of myself because I called her. I said, you're not going to believe this. But I actually went shopping and I didn't buy anything. Okay. So I was like, and I could have did something, could have did something I, I, I got, it's my, it's the extra, you know what I mean? And I was like, it was my, and I said, you know what? I, th- I thought better about it and, and I made a decision and I was laughing. I was like, you're gonna be so proud of me. Not that it was, a, it was a big joke, but I thought about that. Like, listen, like everybody wants to fulfill desires in their life. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you gotta be practical. And I was laughing with her. I said, hey, you're gonna be so proud I did this unsupervised. Right, and we laughed about it, and it was cute, and it was funny. But she doesn't care, and I don't care what, about that stuff, and neither does she. But you understand what I'm saying? It's like there's there's sometimes in life you kind of laugh, like somebody comes alongside you, like she'll do this with me. She's like, "Oh, does that look like this?" And I'll, I can be honest with her. Why? Because I'm protecting her from a decision that maybe she doesn't want to make. You do this with your kids. You do this with your church. You do this with people you love. You do this with the people you care about. You're not trying to be a big meanie, but you're really just trying to what? Help people not make mistakes in life. That's what he's trying to do. But check this out. He's like, look, I'm here to help you and give you the strength and give you the overcoming ability. So if you would just take a minute and pause in my presence and go, hey, or you kind of like, you know, he would say, that's not the direction. That's not the decision. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. And then he has the ability. He is the only one. This is why sooner or later, you're going to have to learn how to yield to him because on the other side of your act of obedience to check in is the strength to do what you're supposed to do. If you don't get close, you're not going to have the strength for it. Then we got a problem because what you're doing is you're, 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 you're going in and he's trying to download to, to get to, and you go, eh, and then you go out in your own strength. If you come in and go, wow, I get, eh, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll yield, and then he gives you the ability of grace to make the decision. See what I'm saying? So there's no strength for your spiritual life until you what? Yield to him, because you couldn't do this on your own. So that's his job, helping me, steering me clear of sin, empowering me for life, that's my ministry, that's my natural life, that's my strength, that's my ability with people. You ever have um, trying people show up in certain seasons? You know, obstacles that show up. He is empowering you to overcome the obstacle. He's empowering you to overcome the situation and circumstances. He's empowering you supernaturally to um, live beyond the moment. He's, he's empowering you to work your spiritual gifts that God gave you. He's empowering you to do everything he said in the word. The Holy Spirit is responsible for carrying out his heavenly mission in your life. Not according, now this is big, 
not according to his own decisions, demands, desires. It's not his fleshly. Um, he doesn't get to do what he wants to do. He's been sent on assignment according to the will of God. So he's, been call, he's the one who's been called and sent to help you. This means me and you could be assured of this. If he got the direction from God, which he did, and he's God, the Holy Spirit will never fail at his job helping us because he knows that God sent him and he is God and he has to perform his role to satisfy God and make sure his role of staying alongside of us to help us is fulfilled. Now, here's the problem. He never fails to recognize us, but we may fail to recognize him. He will not fail at his task. He can't because God gave him the ability to do it. Do you see this? So the hang-up ain't God, it's you and me. We're not checking in. Now, that ain't saying like, hey, let's go get all, you're defective or you're all weird. You know, you need areas to grow. We all do. But here's the thing. This is his job. That's his ministry. That's his call alongside to help. So I got, I got, I got to ask you a question. So now here we go, man. Check up from the neck up. You got them? You got glossolalia? Come on, man. Now, glossolalia is the art of praying in tongues. I know I've been talking about that. It's the, it's, 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 it's the benefit, but I like it because it got everybody's attention. Like, what's glossolalia? I want to know what it is. You know what I mean? I, I'm stirring your curiosity to ask questions. But here's it. You got the Holy Ghost? You got a partner? But did you receive him as a partner? No, but y'all, some of y'all spooky, you know, that Holy Ghost is the tongues. Look, my, 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 my voice is not who I am. My voice is an extension of who I am. The tongues are just an extension of who he is. He's a person, man. Get to know him. So here's the thing. Did you, did you invite your partner to come in? Did you, did you acknowledge that he's been sent alongside of you to help you? Have you got the consciousness he's been here in the beginning all the while? Have you opened up and embraced him? Have you thanked him? Have you accepted his role and responsibility in your life? Did you, did you, get, did you thank him when he, did, when he did the leading and the guiding and helped you? Have you been acknowledging him? That's big, man, because here's what a lot of people do. They got God in Jesus, you know. Everybody's God in Jesus, but what about the Holy Ghost? Thank you, Holy Ghost. God has no problem sharing the glory with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They're all three is one. So you're saying, Pastor Chris, do I pray to the Holy Spirit? I do. Now, I'm not saying I pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus the Son, but I, I, I pray to the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, I need your help. That's a prayer, ain't it? Holy Spirit, I need you to lead me and guide me. Ain't that a prayer? A prayer is a petition. Anytime I'm putting a demand on him to help me, that's a place of prayer. Lead me and guide me. Your dispensation, I've been saying this for years. The greatest season of your life to get to know the Holy Spirit is only in the earth. Because this is the dispensation he's been sent to. So like say we were born 2,000 years ago with Peter, Paul. Jesus was the dispensation for then. Does that make sense? Jesus was walking the earth, man. You could be... Man, he'd be on the other side of the country. We'd have to go see him. You know what I mean? But Jesus ain't there. The Holy Spirit is for the earth. 
When we get to heaven, God, man, is going to have his ruling reign everywhere. When we come back to the earth, I think the Holy Spirit's going to be leading the charge. I'm just telling you, I don't know. I don't understand all that. I don't think anybody does. We'll know when we go. Just be ready, right? That's big, man. The comforter. Mm. I like that word, don't you? Comforter. Come alongside of me to help me. Jesus, good God. Come alongside of you. Look at this one. I got more about this guy, right? Alongside me. Near proximity or being very close to someone or something. I like that. Got it. He's going to bring all things to your remembrance too. So look at this. I like this. So I, I want to move on from comforter. Time-wise, I don't, I don't, I don't want to push too hard, but let me, let me just stick with this a little bit. All right? I like it because he's, he's, it's got an element of, of um, coach. It's one of the words I'm going to use. Time-wise, I can't get into that today, tonight, but I'm going to do, do it. I'll do it as we go. I want to break it down. Comforter, helper, intercessor, advocate, coach. I like that coach thing, right? So here's the name. The New King James says it a little different, but they come back to the same original meaning. The New King James Version translation of the word Jesus used here is term comforter is the same one we see in the King James, but other translations use counselor and advocate. It's all tied in the same thing, okay? I want you to realize that. Um, look at 2 Timothy 3.14. This is good. Okay? It's a good scriptural example of the word coming alongside. That word para, P-A-R-A, kletos means, parakletos in the Greek means come alongside of you to help. The word para, P-A-R-A, is 2 Timothy 3.14. I want you to see this. It's really, really important because what it does is it shows you the connection. Paul said in 2 Timothy, let me pull this up. In 2 Timothy 3.14, Paul uses the same terminology, okay? But he says this, but continue thou, now Paul is talking to Timothy as a son in the faith. He said, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing, knowing what? Of whom thou hast learned them, okay? 2 Timothy, right? But continue. Paul said to Timothy, who was a son in the faith, you must continue in the things which you have learned and be assured of what? Knowing from whom you have learned them. The word from here is the Greek word para. So basically, Paul is exhorting Timothy to be sure in continuing the thing that he's learned and been assured of while he was at Paul's side. He's saying, look, put yourself in the remembrance of the things I taught you because when you were alongside of me, I was showing you something. And what we need to understand is this, is that is a great example of what we have in the Holy Spirit. He's walking with you in life going, hey, remember when we weren't walking in love and I taught you about walking in love? Let's walk in love. This is powerful, man. This is what he's saying. So Paul was like, look, Timothy, 
I was alongside of you showing you. You've had a coach doing this all your life. This is how you swing the bat. Here's how you shoot the ball. Here's how you throw the pass. Here's how you do this. I was just, I was just hanging out the other day, and we were working on next-level fundamentals. Like, we were, you know, even like what Luke, I'll do it. The footwork, man, it's over and over and over and over and over. It's repetition of, of what? You run your stagger step. You got to do this, plant your pivot foot. It's just over and over and over and over and over. Sports is really like this. You just do the same thing over and over. Now, I don't play tennis, but you see over and over hitting golf balls. Guys are hitting a million golf balls. Why? Because over and over, repetitive. Why? Because it starts building fundamentals that only repetition can do. And what he was saying was this. Just like Paul was like, hey, Timothy, remember I was with you? I was showing you this. The Holy Spirit's like, hey, remember when I was with you and you were in church and I was talking about walking in love? Now we got to do it. Hey, remember that word? Remember, what we need to understand is this. This is a great example of what we have in the Holy Spirit. We are like Timothy in the scripture and the apostle Paul is like the Holy Spirit. We are right by his side or vice versa when you look at it. And if we awaken to the fact that the Holy Spirit is there to mentor us and then utilize who he is for at our disposal, we'd be better off. I call him, I got all these names for the Holy Spirit. I'm surprised he doesn't get like mad at me. And like, I called him, what did I call him today? The spiritual bodyguard, the divine Pez dispenser of grace. Come on. And somebody did buy me a Pez dispenser, by the way. And I ate all the candy in it. But I shared it with the kids because I'm that kind of pastor. I did. I got a bunny Pez and I, I, I fed the kids candy. Yeah. I should start telling you guys I want really cool stuff since you guys are bringing it. Up the ante, right? But like, I like the, uh, I don't want to say nothing. Somebody will bring it. But I mean, I'm just saying, if you really, if you really want to know, just let, ask me. I'll tell you. I, I'm not shy. Pray, praise God. Amen. So man, I was laughing. I call him the divine mentor. How about that one for the Holy Spirit? The divine mentor. Woo! I call him the divine, in the book, I, in the champion book, I call him the divine revealer of truth. He's my dude, man. Me and the Holy Ghost are like rolling. I'm like, sir, he don't get mad neither. He likes it. Like, you need to go build a relationship with him where you're like, you know, like, he rebukes me and I, I like it. He's like, you know, and he talks to you in your own vernacular inside your place, you know? So he's like, man, the other day he told me, what did he tell me the other day? I said something inside of me internally and he just like, I, I stopped, I stopped. It was so funny, I laughed. Because he's like, you're a complete bonehead. <laughs> I was like, you're right, I am. You know what I'm saying? I was just like thinking something was off the wall. And he's like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like I was just internal, you know, I was thinking it wasn't bad. It wasn't like bad or evil, but it wasn't good, you know? And I kept meditating on it. Like it was kind of like, I was kind of having fun in my mind there. I was like, man, what is up? And he's like, you know, he's like kind of like, you're a bonehead. What's wrong with you, man? Cut it out. And I was like, you're right. I shouldn't be. Right. But that's, was that the Holy Spirit? Yeah, it was. It wasn't me. You know what I mean? It wasn't me bringing that. He's not always, con he's not condemning or convicting. He's corrective, but he's kind. You know what I mean? That's what he's saying. Just think about it. Imagine if you had like Jesus at arm's length. You know what I mean? Jesus was walking with you everywhere you went, right? Like a mentor, right? You ever like take somebody somewhere and they don't know where they're going and you're like, come on, follow me. That's what it's like. This is what, this is why the Holy Spirit has been um, released to do this, to be right alongside of you, to guide you. Hey, should we do this? 
Is this what we got to do? Is this where we're going? Think this is a good idea? You got to start seeing life through that Holy Spirit lens. He got an intent to follow you. It's his calling. It's his purpose. I like that word, comforter. He gives you, he leads you to truth. He's leading you to place. Here's a big one. Another way the Holy Spirit comforts us is this, by knowing that he is with us. Isn't that cool? He's with me. I might not feel him. I might not see him, but I know he's there. Isn't that confident? What kind of, what kind of confidence builder do you need if you knew that? You know what I mean? The Holy Spirit's presence, both knowing that he's not only just with me, he's here to help me, that changes your whole life because this comforter is in me, he's alongside of me, and he's given strength to help me and help me. You know, I'm going to say something. I had this thought the other day. Hope isn't enough. Hope's great, but I need strength to change. The strength to change comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. And I don't want you to ever forget that. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how you're going through. I don't know when or what might be going on. But I want you to know this, that he has come alongside you. So think about this. He's the comforter. He's been called alongside. He's my spiritual bodyguard. He's my spiritual divine mentor. He's the divine revealer of truth. But all he's trying to do is through life while I'm there checking in is help navigate me to great success. That's his job. That's his assignment. So take this truth tonight. Roll it over. Let it just sit in your spirit and push you towards change. Because I promise you this. If you'll go forward and see in the transformation on the inside, like, hey, he's just trying to lead me. He's trying to help me. And I think I'm going to leave you with this. Don't have a negative opinion of who he is, like he's out to get you or he's out to you know, make your life harder. He's not. He loves you too much. He just wants to help you. Did, was your mom? Now, listen, I don't know what kind of home life you had, so you can't, you know. But was your, if you told your kid, like say you, because I know you're normal. Your parents might be crazy. But come on, right? If you, if you got a kid and you, 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 your mental faculties are all there, you're like, come on, man. What are you telling your kids? I'm just trying to save you pain, man. I'm just trying to save you regret. I'm just trying to save you years of wasted. That's what he's trying to do for you. You got to realize something. You're God's child. He sent the divine revealer of truth to lead you so you're not alone in life. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always for the rest of time. How are you going to do that? I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. Trust me, he's good for you. Spend time with him, get to know him, and let him reveal your life to you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person that's sounding my voice. I thank you that you're moving in their life supernaturally. I thank you that you're revealing yourself to them. I thank you that the more they get to know who you are, Holy Spirit, they're going to want to spend time with you. Let them get up in the morning and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Help me today. Lead me, guide me, walk with me, talk with me. Make sure that I follow the plan that God has for my life because you're the only one who knows it because you are God in my life. 
Father, we thank you for blessing them and keeping them and watching over them supernaturally. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, guys, I love you. I pray this series is changing your life. It's changing my life. I'll tell you what, I get up every day. I got up today. I was like, what are we going to do? What's going on? And you know what's funny? I got up today, and he spoke to me the moment I acknowledged him. He said, invite me to er- into every area of your life, and I will give you strength. Because sometimes in life, I think I got to be strong. There's stuff I'm facing that I don't feel strong enough to handle. There's stuff I'm facing I don't feel like, man, I can do this. And he said this. He said, you're not supposed to be strong. And I, that takes me, you see what I mean? That's what strong in the Lord, power is might. Be down straight. He said, no, he said, some things you're going to step into, and you're not going to be strong enough. That's why you need me, and the minute I come in, I'm going to give you the strength to do it, and guess what? When you come out, you're not going to take the credit for it. You're going to give it to me because you were the one who knew when you went in, you couldn't do this without me. Man, I'll tell you what. It's a sense of trust. It's a sense of assurance, but I'll tell you what. It's a sense of humility, knowing this, that every opportunity that I step into life, I'm not going to be ready for the stage. No matter what it is, might be a personal thing, might be a private thing, might be a public thing, might be a believe God thing, might be a financial thing, might be a marriage thing, might be something, and I can't handle it. I'm not strong enough. Guess what he said? Don't worry about being strong enough. Let the weak say they're strong. Some things, Paul said this, I didn't come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom. I came in here with fear and trembling and weakness, but he, the spirit of God, gave me the strength to come out with the victory. So remember this, guys, you might not feel like you got the strength, You might not even have the strength to face today, but I promise you this, the one living inside of you has already faced today and overcome it. Lean on his strength, lean on his grace, lean on his ability, and let his power change your life forever. I promise your life's never going to be the same again. Invite him in. Let him speak to you. Let him tell you what you need to do. And once you follow that plan, that plan's going to change your life forever. I promise you it's true. Just lean. Just lean in. Listen a little closer. Yield a little more. Let him lead you, guide you, and help you through life. I promise you, your life's never going to be the same again. Love you guys. I'll see you soon. It's going to be a great week. I'll see you Sunday, 9 and 1030, Relevant Church, online, everywhere you go. Don't forget, download the church app. If you haven't, get the Chris Sarno Ministries app. I'm getting really excited about what's coming up, and I promise you, it's going to be a great, great year. We're going to finish strong in your life with God's going to go to a whole other level. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.